If you have your Bibles, if you'll open them up with me to Hebrews chapter 11. How many of you are uh, Christmas watching movie, Christmas movie watching families? How many of y'all would say you're a Christmas movie watching family? You know, Stacy's family was, mine growing up, not so much. And so one of the cool things of our marriage is that she's been able to introduce me to some of these Christmas movies over the years. And confession, I know that I'm a preacher, and so sometimes you think the only movies I would ever watch would be about Bethlehem, but sometimes I'll watch a Christmas movie that is what we call, there's, there's a term that we sometimes use in the church world called secular, you know, it means non-churchy, and so uh, sometimes we'll watch a, a secular Christmas movie, and, and I've noticed something as I've watched some of these movies, and that is that even in non-Christian movies, one of the themes of Christmas is faith. And, and you'll see this in, in these movies. For, for example, you have to believe in Christmas for Santa's sleigh to fly. Or you have to believe in Christmas to find true love. And so the way that you show that you have faith in Christmas is by getting into the Christmas spirit. Crowds will spontaneously sing Christmas carols, you help the hurting people, you read Twas the Night Before Christmas to the small child, and you display the spirit of Christmas, believing in Christmas, and then Santa's sleigh flies through the night. Or if it's a Hallmark movie and you have to show faith and love, then you have the all-American girl who will break up with the big, successful, big city boyfriend, and, and she'll marry the small-town hunk who likes to paint and wear bright sweaters because she has faith and love, you know? But, but one, of the, one of the themes of these Christmas movies is that you have to have faith. And so, as we think about faith, I want to ask you this question tonight, and I'm not going to speak long, but I want to ask you this question. Do you believe in Christmas. You say, well, of course I do. Yeah, yes, I'm here, aren't I? Good point. Yeah, you're here, 11 o'clock at night, Christmas Eve. Okay. But when I ask you if you believe in Christmas, I'm, I'm not asking you if you have the Christmas spirit or if you believe in the traditions and the joy of, of Christmas, kind of the, the, the energy of Christmas. I, I'm asking, do you believe in Jesus as Savior and Lord? Do you believe in Jesus Christ as the Savior, as the eternal Son of God who crossed the cosmos and took on flesh? Do you believe in Christmas? Faith is an essential part of Christmas. Hebrews chapter 11 defines for us what faith is. In verse 1, it gives us a, a working definition. You can see it here on the, on the screen. Now, faith is the reality of what is hoped for, the proof of what is not seen. What is faith? It's the reality of what is hoped for, the proof of what is not seen. Then if you go on down to verse 6, here's what the Bible says about faith. Now, without faith, it is, what's the word? Impossible. It doesn't say difficult. It doesn't say uh, kind of hard. It says, without faith, it is impossible to please God, for the one who draws near to him must believe that he exists and rewards those who seek him. So what does God want 
from you? What does he want from me when it comes to Christmas? What should our response be? Our our response to Christmas should be faith. Because he wants us to draw near and to believe in Jesus as Savior and Lord. And so we see this faith running through the Christmas story. We see Mary and Joseph who had to trust God even though circumstances were very difficult, even though they were misunderstood, even though people no doubt uh, tormented them for some of their decisions, they still trusted God and they went forward in faith, the evidence of things not seen. We see that faith in the story of the shepherds who heard the angel and then they left their flocks. And what did they do? They drew near to Jesus. They sought Him. They worshipped Him. The substance of things hoped for. We see faith in the story of the wise men. I I love the wise men in the Christmas story. People ask, well, what are they doing in the middle of the Christmas story? The wise men represent those individuals that were far, far away from God. They were astrologists. They were probably into Zoroastrianism or some type of Eastern religion, perhaps from Babylon or Persia. And they saw the star in the east and they began to seek. And the wise men took steps of faith, not fully understanding what they were doing, but they continued to follow the star until it led them to the Savior. And the Bible says that they worshipped Him. They drew near and believed that He exists. Believing in Christmas requires of you faith. It means that you are trusting God, that motivated by His love for you, that He sent His Son, so that whoever believes in Him does not perish, but have everlasting life. It's one of the distinctives of Jesus Christ. You see, Jesus Christ doesn't just lay down a set of uh, precepts and say, okay, now go do this. Jesus says, believe in me. Place your faith in me, and if you believe in me, then I will give you the Spirit of God who will indwell you and empower you to follow the teachings that I have laid down. At the core of Jesus' teaching is Jesus and belief. Faith is it's, it's one of those words in the English language that we, we sometimes abuse. It's a little bit like love in that way. Have you ever thought about how often we just kind of throw that, that word love out there? Tomorrow you'll open a present, maybe you'll like it, you'll say, I love it! You know, you, you drink eggnog and you're like, I love beverages that look like pancake batter. <laughs> you know, we throw that word love all around all the time and we don't really mean it. And sometimes we throw the word faith around at the same time and do we really know what we're saying when we throw that word around? Cowboys lose to the Colts, Colts and you're like, okay, keep the faith, man. You'll be Okay. We throw faith around because part of being human is that we desire to be a part of something that is bigger than ourselves. We desire to be a part of love. We desire to be a part of faith. We desire to be a part of something that is just larger than us. And sometimes we even morph faith into something that doesn't fully capture it. We sometimes equate faith with optimism. If I'm just optimistic and have a positive thought process, then it will result in positive outcomes. And you know, optimism is great. No one likes an Eeyore. Remember Eeyore? 
donkey from Winnie the Pooh? I guess I'll just wander along, you know. Nobody really cares about me. No, no one really likes an Eeyore. We should try to be positive. But optimism is not faith. You see, if optimism were the same thing as faith, then it will lead to a vicious cycle. As long as life is good, I will have faith. But when life gets rough, I might lose faith. In fact, I might even get angry with God. If I decide, well, I don't want to be angry with God, then perhaps I will give God an extension so that he can get things right in my eyes. And eventually, I might even grow old and cranky and perhaps angry. Sometimes we, in, we equate faith with self-empowerment. And we use faith almost as leverage to try to get God what God to do what we want him to do. We throw verses out like, okay, if you have faith of a mustard seed, you can move mountains and we'll pray and we'll say, okay, God, your word says this and so I'm claiming it in faith and therefore you have to do this for me. And we almost use it in a way to try to entrap God into a corner. And I want you to realize that faith is more than just a positive outlook. Faith is not a tool that God gives us in order to try to manipulate him. Faith is more than embracing the Christmas spirit and trying to better yourself and treat your fellow man well. Faith is about totally trusting God with your soul. And when you trust God with your soul, you trust God with your life as well. Faith, my friends, is how we believe in Christmas. And so I have to ask you this question, do you believe in Christmas? Now, that question hits on two levels. Level one is what I would call the wise men level. Now, remember I talked about how the wise men were far away from God, yet they were searching? And so there may be some of you that you can relate to the wise men because you don't really consider yourself a churchgoer or you don't really consider yourself one that has followed God a lot, but for whatever reason, the God of the universe has put on his tool belt and he's gone to work in your life. And you felt your heart stirred by God, and you are feeling yourself drawn to Jesus. And it might be that you're like the wise men who need to take those steps of faith and ultimately draw near to Christ and believe in Him, perhaps for the first time. We call that being saved, that initial step of faith where you realize you admit I'm not God I've done things I shouldn't I need forgiveness from God and I'm trusting in Jesus as my Savior and as my Lord now the question also hits at a level two level and that is what I would call the Mary and Joseph level maybe you've been a believer for a long time but now you find yourself in a stage of life where some circumstances have moved in and they've taken up residence in your life and those circumstances are hard and maybe it has been hard for you to concentrate on Christmas. All this other stuff has flooded your thinking and so it's been hard for you really to concentrate on Christmas. Often, I think we try to find the joy of Christmas through a moment. If I can have that moment, then I'll find the joy of Christmas. And if the moment is spectacular enough, if the gift is thoughtful enough or nice enough, then we will feel spectacular. 
for a moment. But then joy will pass. And we'll seek after the next moment. But when you believe in Christmas, when you truly have faith in Jesus, then you can be anchored in joy no matter the moment, no matter the circumstance. You see, the true Christmas spirit flows from a heart that has been anchored in eternal faith. And when you truly believe in the Savior of Christmas, it anchors you in a faith that transcends any circumstance and allows you to truly have the spirit of Christmas. And so maybe that's why God brought you here tonight. That's why you had those extra two cups of coffee so that you could stay awake through the service. Because God wanted to remind you to believe. To believe in the Savior of Christmas. To trust Him. And keep following Him in faith. Would you be so kind as to bow your heads with me, please? I do want to go back to the individual that might be here tonight that relates to the wise men. And I want to invite you, if you've never taken that initial step of faith and placed your trust, placed your soul in Jesus as your Savior and Lord, to make this your moment. Right here, Christmas Eve, 11.45 p.m. 2018. This can be your moment when you believe in Christmas and you place your faith in Jesus Christ as Savior and Lord. You say, Lash, I don't, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. Just call out to God right where you are. You might say something like this, Heavenly Father, I ask your forgiveness for the things that I've done in my life that are wrong. I acknowledge that I am not God. And I'm trusting in Jesus to be my Savior and my Lord. I'm believing I'm believing in Christmas because Christmas is all about Jesus. And I ask you to change me and to save me and to help me be the person you created me to be. Father, let this be a new beginning for me, a moment of salvation. Our heads are bowed around the room. I'm not going to embarrass you. I will not embarrass you. I will not call you out. But if tonight is your moment, I would like to know because I'd like to pray for you. Again, I won't embarrass you. I won't call you out. But if you would just look up at me and let me make eye contact with you. Just say, Pastor Lash, tonight's my moment. This has been a cool weekend around our church. We've had four, four new believers baptized. I've had two or three others look up at me during our services because people are taking steps of faith. And I believe God wants you to be a person of faith as well. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Thank you for this time where we can gather with friends, 
Many of us are sitting by family, people that we love, and we're celebrating the meaning of Christmas. Help us, Lord, to believe, to be people of faith. In Jesus' name, amen.